give people time to come in so we can pour another drink. <laughs> I want to start with this. I really wanted to try yours, but I had already opened this one, so I was like, we need to just finish this one right here. Why not? And keeping it classy tonight. Most definitely. <laughs> keeping it nice and classy. And, uh, nice and classy. All right. Giving everybody time to come in. What's up, guys? I see y'all coming in. Hello. Don't be acting shy, you all right, so we're going to start at 8.05. I always like to give people time to come in, time to join us, time to get comfortable. I hope y'all drinking tonight. Every Wednesday is a party or a celebration or, you know, something uplifting. What are we drinking tonight? We're drinking wine. Yes, <laughs> we're keeping yes, it yes. nice and simple with the wine. Nice and simple. So we're going to start at 8.05. I'm so happy the weather calmed down, though. Because it was hot as fuck yesterday. But it's better today. It wasn't as hot today. Yesterday was yesterday stifling. Was the worst. It was stifling. Like, it fucked up the AC at the house. What? <laughs> Yo, I was aggravated yesterday. I get aggravated in the heat. I don't know if anybody else can relate, but I get so aggravated. Like, I don't want you to talk to me. I don't, don't like, don't say the wrong way. Don't say the wrong thing. Don't I'm going to get irritated. Right, like, why the fuck is he talking to me? It's hot as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this here, I'm like, Ooh, right, like, just ready to take the whole wig off. It's hot. It's hot outside, baby. But it calmed down today. And hopefully on Saturday it's gonna be. I heard the temperature is gonna be like. Even if it's not, not I'm going to dress according to the temperature. So if that means my big ass coming outside and a thong and some pasties. Goddamn, oh, shit. You know, I'm just saying. A thong and some pasties. <laughs> Damn, it's gonna be a little cooler on Saturday. So then I can rock with. But get the hot hell heat. <clears throat> I can't. Remember, I told you the other day I can't come outside when it's hot. <laughs> I can't aggravate. I gotta wait till the sun goes down. Then I could come outside. But when mm -hmm. it's. Whew, can't do that. Can't Not do at that. all. Yes. Something different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was. It's been hot the last week. That was having babies. You said what? That was having babies. It must be. It's too hot to have babies. That nigga's having babies. It's too hot to even have sex. That nigga's busting the ground wide open. It's like all his veins <laughs> run free. Mm -mm. God damn. All right. What time is it? So I can start this. Eight oh six. Eight oh six. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start it off. You are now tuned in to Reckless Talk with Wreck-It Rhea. Y'all know who the fuck I am. I'm Wreck-It Rhea. Um, this is episode 11. This episode is called To Lose a Child. Um, Y'all know I be on my reckless shit. I be on my crazy shit all the time. But I like to slow it down. I like to give deep interviews once and again. You know, I like to get in, in, in tune with my mature side. And uh, my deep side and my emotional side. And tonight we have a super deep, super deep interview. Um, I'm super honored that you're sharing your story on my platform. Let me start off by saying that. Thank you so much. Um, it's been, you know, we've been going back and forth for the last couple of weeks about sharing the story. You being comfortable sharing it and mm -hmm. just how we're going to do it. But this is your story. So I'm going to let you tell your story 
the way it's supposed to be told. Um, this is your first time outwardly telling mm-hmm. the story. Um, I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. What's your name? Right. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> it's Sequina, also known as Honey. Hello, 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 hello. 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 So Honey is one of the dopest people I know. Oh. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because she is my cousin. We are cousins. What? 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 Mine? We are. Our parents are first cousins. That makes us second cousins. So second cousins. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Honey is my cousin. We grew up together. Like sisters at some mm-hmm. point, um, <laughs> we had the black or lock. Um, definitely, um, you are super supportive, super amazing. One of my favorite cousins, and I'm not just saying that because you're in front of my face. All right, <laughs> one of my favorite cousins. Um, a few years ago, you experienced, we experienced the whole family, the whole world, New York City experience a very tragic loss um a loss that was at some point front page daily news um a loss at some point i remember when we went to i remember the day after everything happened us being on the news i remember seeing myself on the news Mm -hmm. walking into the apartment with you um so this was a huge loss a tragic loss and you know we're gonna get into it tonight. And like I said, I'm just honored that you're Definitely. open and willing to share this story. And I feel like it's gonna impact so many people, so many women. Like I told you, there's so many people who are probably dealing or know someone who has dealt with that feels like there's no one else that has gone through this. Absolutely. So we're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about it. So you're my cousin. Mm-hmm. Um what year? Let's take. Let's go to the year. What year did we suffer this loss? May twenty seventh, two thousand and eleven. May twenty seventh, two thousand and eleven. Your life changed. Everything changed. Everything. You lost your child. Let's go before we even go there. Let's talk about your child. Let's first let's talk about your mother. A mother to how many? I'm a mother of six. A mother of six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk about your child, mm-hmm. your child that you lost. What kind of child was he? As a, as a mother, I can. Uh, I, I remember who he was as my <laughs> baby cousin. He was always smiling. Jalen was so happy. So happy. He was. He hasn't have been here before. Like he had the soul of an old man. Okay. To be as young as he was, Jalen. His look, his smile, his laugh, his everything brightened up everything around you okay so he was a bright child he was, he was a happy uh, child very happy very very happy. good baby I good that. toddler mm-hmm. like i had no issues with Jalen. Mm-hmm. when none of them actually but Jalen was something special it is something special what number child was Jalen is my second child he was your second mm-hmm. child okay so it's fun happy but i remember the same thing like i said i don't i'm given a first person you're the mom mm-hmm. I'm only given a second-hand experience. Super happy child. Super playful. Always had a smile on his face. I remember that. Um, So he was your second child. Let's go back even before this tragic night. Tell me about your last day with him. Your last full day. The day before this happened. What, 
what what was he like? What was that day like? The day before was oh, it, it was a good day. Okay. He woke up as he always did. Came in the room. Here's his little sister crying. I'm gonna feed her. It's like okay. Got her out the bassinet. Sat on the bed with me. Started feeding his little sister. Okay. Put on his favorite movie, Finding Nemo. Okay. And he's sitting there. He's like, "Mommy, you falling asleep?" I said, no. Well, yeah, just a little bit, Jalen. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. He said that he's rubbing on my head, playing with his sister. But the look in his eyes was saying something to me. It was like, well, I don't know what it is. And he's like, well, can we go to Coney Island? Or can we go to Chuck E. Cheese? And I was like, sure. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that tomorrow. Okay. So that was the night before? The that time. was the night before. And he asked to go to Coney Island or Chuck E. Cheese? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now let's go... To okay. that day. Say the date again? May 27th. May 27th, 2011. Let's mm-hmm. go to that day. You wake up, everything is regular. Everything's normal. Copacetic, show day, kids running around the house, doing whatever they want to do. Jalen is sincere, fighting about some nonsense. Yeah. Jordan's playing with Savannah. Everybody, you know, everybody's doing their own little thing, their own little groove. So Jalen's like, Mommy, are we going to go out today? Mm-hmm. Like, of course. You said you wanted to go to Coney Island Chuck E. Cheese, so we're going to go out today. Right. My husband at the time gets up. He leaves the house. All right, cool. So just me and the kids, you know, going about our daily day routine, getting ourselves together. Mm-hmm. How many kids at this time do you have? At this time, it's four. Okay, it's four at this time. Right. Okay. Savannah, uh, Jalen, Jordan, Savannah. Yeah, it's four. So there's one older... Mm-hmm. Jalen is the second, and then you have two babies at this time. Or? Two babies. Two babies at this two time. Two babies. How at this old were the youngest? Savannah was six, and Jordan was ooh, twelve months. He was a year and some change. No, she was six months. Savannah was six months, and, and Jordan was a year and some change. A year and some change. Okay, mm-hmm. I have sex dance. And then Jalen was how old? Jalen was four. He was four years old. Just turned four. Just turned four. Mm-hmm. Okay, because his birthday's in March. March, March 17th. Right. No, March 27th, excuse me. Right. So he passed two months after turning four. Right. Okay. So, like I said, this is your story. I don't want you, I don't want you to be comfortable. Go at your speed. Whatever you want to share, whatever you don't want to share, this is your story. Let's talk about the night. (sighs) That's a living nightmare. I'm sure. Take your time. So you're going to have speculation. You're going to have people saying, oh, this occurred, that occurred. No, you don't know. Yeah. Feel me? So I dealt with it. I dealt with it in a public way. Mm -hmm. Very public. So... We did just what Jalen wanted to do. We went out and we enjoyed our day. Okay. In the process of me getting the kids back into the house, of course, you know, it's me by myself with four little ones. I got a baby in my arm. I got a stroller. I got two. So, to see Jalen and Jordan, they go to the house before me. I let them in the house. They go into the house. And I had to go back outside to get the baby stroller with Savannah in it did not dawn on me, and I thank God to this day that my last words to my son was, I love you. Okay. That was some of my comfort, was that he knew I loved him. Okay. And going to get that stroller, mm-hmm. everything changed. 
In an instant. In an instant. Mm-hmm. So my ex-husband loves dogs. Check your child. Check your child. Loves them. Mm-hmm. Still to this day. Loves dogs. Animal lover. Ex- your ex-husband, ex-husband was an animal lover. Mm-hmm. So there were dogs in the there house. There were dogs in the house. What kind of dog? This particular dog was a King Hope song. Okay. And then we had a German Shepherd that he had bought for Savannah that was growing up with her for my pup. Okay. So how many dogs were in the house at the time? Three. Three dogs. Three dogs in the house. Okay. Three dogs, a parrot, turtle, some damn fish. A whole zoo. The whole damn zoo. Okay. Whatever the kids wanted, they had, except for them damn dogs. So, try to get in the house, couldn't get in the house, couldn't figure out why I couldn't get in the house. I'm at the door now with Savannah. When I get in, it's pitch black. That's what you remember? The house was pitch black? The house was pitch black. The only light on was the light from my front door going into my dining room. Okay. When I get to my living room, it's pitch black. I couldn't see nothing, couldn't hear nothing. But something, it was like an eerie feeling. Something wasn't right. So I hear the dog. And I look down, and he's trying to charge at me with Savannah in my arms. I don't care about my safety, it's all about my kids. So I'm trying to figure out where they are, where, like, where are they? So I actually get a good look. I see Jalen. Now I'm in panic mode for real because I see one, but I don't see the other two. Yeah. I thank God for some of the neighbors that I did have at that time because they truly was trying their best to help me okay. the best that they could okay. in that given moment. Okay. My oldest son sees his younger brother and was trying to save Jalen and cut it. So they were hit underneath the bed. Okay. So Vanna was saved because she was with me. Okay. Jalen, unfortunately. So, who calls EMS? Who calls? How do you realize how? I started yelling for help. Okay. I'm screaming. You're screaming. I'm screaming of for course. help. Like somebody, please help me. Of please course. help me. Of course. My neighbors here, they come running in. But one person in particular, I will never, never mention any name. And I thank God that I did the things for her that I did because in that moment everything. Literally changed, but it also opened my eyes to who was truly there for me. Absolutely. It was like, I can't help you. Her daughter came to help me and said, This is a neighbor. A neighbor. Okay. Someone I consider a friend. I consider her family. Okay. Someone who's supposed to be the godmother of my daughter. Okay. And your words as a mother is, I can't help you. So, so EMS, EMS is called. EMS is called. Do you do you realize how serious nope. it is at that time? I don't know nothing. They won't let me in the apartment. They won't let me in the ambulance with him. No nothing. Okay. All they did was they brought him out, and they brought Cesar and Jordan out. Okay. They put me in the ambulance behind him, and they were gone. And in that moment of them trying to get us all secure, I'm like, don't worry about me. I'm fine. We're fine. I need to get to my son. Yeah. I felt like somebody ripped my soul out of my body. I'm sure. So. So let's stop there for a second. Mm-hmm. I want you to take a break. It'll be great. Okay. Who was, <sighs> who was the first person you called? Who was your first 
contact? Who did you call immediately? I had no way of reaching out to no one. I had no cell phone, no nothing. But the first person that was there was my mother. Like, I don't know where the hell she was. So she got where the hell she popped up she from when she was there. She got there. Alright. So <clears throat> I'm gonna give um a family a family perspective of this. I still remember the night as if it happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, in an instant your whole life can change. Um, I was getting ready for bed and I remember my mother calling me. I will never forget that call. It's not a call that you would wish on anyone. And um, her exact words was, we got to get to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. We got to get to Brooklyn. And I said, what happened? And she said, Jalen got attacked by the dog. And um, I didn't. we didn't know how serious it was. But when I tell you we was on that Belt Parkway doing 90, and we got to that hospital, mm-hmm. And um, I just remember seeing you when I walked into the room. I saw you, but you were lifeless. Like you were there, but you wasn't there. And when we found out that he was deceased, it was just like everything stopped. I think everything in the family stopped. Um, Just life as we knew it stopped we were just I, I i couldn't it was hard to grasp it literally in a night everything changed mm-hmm. um like i said when this happened this was front page front page on every news station in new york mm-hmm. city front page the next day i remember us going to the apartment to get some things and um, that's another thing I will never forget. To go into the apartment with you, having those cameras in our face, and then going inside of the apartment and seeing the scene. You don't forget that. Nope. You don't forget that in a million years. And um, I can't imagine, because I know for me as a cousin, as a family, seeing that is something that still sits with me. I tell everyone, if I had to think of any loss in my life that was probably the most, heart, the hardest, that and my friend Jasmine. I've never experienced a loss so great, and then that of a child. Um, so the next day, what is that next day like as the mother? What? Well, no, let's go back. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Tell me that feeling when you got to the hospital and you were told. I didn't need the doctor to tell me. Why not? Because I felt him take his last breath. When I say I felt like my soul left my body, okay. that was my baby. Okay. I felt him take his last breath. So I didn't need the doctor coming to me the way he did, saying... Your son has expired. Like, he was a carton of milk. Those were the words they used? That's the exact word. I'm sorry for your loss, but your son has expired. All I wanted was to take me to my baby. That was it. Yeah. I didn't need you to tell me something I felt in my soul already. Right. 
So those are images that I live with. Absolutely. For now, 11 years. Right. I don't get to not think about them. I don't get to not see them. I don't get to put a band-aid band over them. Yeah. They actually help me. So that night was so, <laughs> pure hell. Pure hell. Pure hell. The next, that whole everything from that hell. day on just hell. Hell. I can only imagine. I can't even imagine. Just hell. I can't even imagine. Like I never thought that I would have to go to more again. Identify my baby. Yeah. But that's not heard of. Yeah. It's, it's not supposed, supposed to be, be that like, way. No, it's not. Like it's not. It's not. I never thought that I would have to pick a couch out for my child because he was too little for an actual casket. So they consider them to be couches for infants and toddlers. That's not something anybody wants to do. Yeah. I never thought in a million years my mother would have to do the things she did for me in that aspect because I wasn't going to my cemetery and picking up no grave. What? Right. Right. Mm -mm. Talk about your emotions that first week before the arrangements, before the funeral. I remember, just an outsider, I remember <coughs> you weren't eating. Nope. You weren't sleeping until you passed out from exhaustion. Mm -hmm. Literally, you would pass out. Um, drinking. Heavily? Yes. Drinking. What were you feeling? Or were you feeling anything? nothing i was completely dead inside completely numb right because not only was i dealing with the fact that i now have to lay a child to rest but now i have these god forsaken people in my life intruding not giving me the space i need or my allowing my family the space they need to process what's going on around them okay okay uh, in that same breath i went from going to the apartment to get my wallet because I had to be able to go to the morgue to after they will sit down in a meeting with ACS. Right. So let's talk about that. The media attention this case got. Huge, huge media attention. When dealing with media attention, there comes negativity. There comes criticism. Mm -hmm. There comes people with their fucking opinions. Um, there comes false narratives mm -hmm. of what happened when no one knows what happened, mm -hmm. except for the people that were there. None of us know what happened. Mm -hmm. How did you deal with that kind of criticism? Because I saw it as an outsider, which you were going through. How did you deal with it? Mourning the loss of your child and then having people point fingers at you. I don't think I actually dealt with it. I actually snapped on one of the news reporters behind one of her questions. I remember that. was like, well, Winch, do you have any kids? So how can you sit here and say what you just said or even ask what you just asked? Right. And then it was, again, people that I let into my family, people that I let into my circle mm -hmm. being robbed by the media. So it, it's okay for you to come and break bread with me, but then it's okay for you to lie about me in the same breath for a few dollars. Yeah. When I would give anybody my absolute last. Absolutely. That's that's okay for you to do it. And that made you sleep good at night. Right. Now I know I'm already dead inside. Right. I'm not feeling anything. Right. And then I actually had a whole breakdown one day. Like, I literally lost my shit because it was like everything was coming in. 
Yeah. I feel like all the walls closing in on me and our cousin. She was like, you can't make them. And she just held me and allowed me to lose it in that moment. But I had to put it back together. Again. Right. It wasn't a moment where I could just sit and breathe and just like, you know what? I'm going to take what they're saying and just brush it off. No. Yeah. You had to. And that brings me to my next point. You just made a key point. You had to put it together again. Mm-hmm. Because there was still other children that you had that you had to be strong for. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the impact this had on the other children. What were what were the questions? I know we, one brother was older. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there were questions. He saw this happen. He saw this happen to his brother. Mm-hmm. How did you deal with dealing with your own grief while consoling your children who went through this as well? I didn't. Okay, that's honest. I didn't deal with my grief at all. Okay. It wasn't about me. Right. It was, this has now happened to my family. Yeah. As the head of my family, because my ex-husband wasn't worth shit, but as the head of my family, I gotta be there for them. Yeah. Especially sincere because that was his best friend. Yeah. And he was his big brother. Yeah. So it was the, did I do something wrong? You didn't do nothing wrong. You did absolutely nothing. You are my hero, basically. Yeah. yeah. You tried your best to save both of them. Yes. So, don't ever think that you're the blame. Don't ever think that this is your fault. Right. Well, where is he? Is he going to come back? No. He's not. But he's going to be with you all the time. Like, he's not physically going to be here. Right. Mm-mm. Right. And having to watch him walk up to his brother's couch... Yes. So let's talk about mm-hmm. that. The service. That was that was that was hard. Um <clears throat> that was super hard. I've never been to a child's funeral mm-hmm. before in my life. Um, I wouldn't wish that on anyone to see a child in a casket. That was super hard for just us as the family, you know, the the family that was there to support you. But I cannot imagine what that felt like as a mother. I watched a recent interview with Lauren London. She did with Angie Martinez, and she said something that stands out to me so much. She said, the front row is different. The front row of the funeral is different. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. So tell me what it felt like sitting at your child's funeral. I just went to trade places. Yeah. <clears throat> that was the worst. Uh, I can't imagine. The absolute worst feeling, vision. Yeah. Process, everything. For me to sit through, go through. But it wasn't just about me. Yeah. Because those around me lost so much too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Um, what do you feel like you needed from people in that time? What do you feel like, what kind of support did you need? What kind of... In all honesty, what I needed, I think I got from those who actually mattered. Okay. And what was that? What did you feel like you needed? 
I got the outlets to be able to vent if I need to vent. I got the outlets to be able to cry if I need to cry. It wasn't a sense of judgment. It wasn't, well, you fucked up here, you dropped the ball, you did this, you did that. Right. I didn't get that. Right. So with those I knew I could talk to, that's what I used. And that's what I did. Right. Everybody else, it was, I don't need you, I don't want you. Just stay away. Mm-hmm. You're meaningless. You're pointless. You have no place in my life. Right. Those who are meant to be there are still here to this day. Hello. Hello. I love that. So, I love that. My support system is those who still stand with me today. today. Everybody else is gone for a reason. Listen, people say when there's a funeral, everybody come outside. Everybody come outside. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you something. When those months dwindle down, it's only a handful still standing. Hello. Hello. That's going to still check on your mental. That's going to still make sure you're okay. Because there's no time limit on grief. Nope. There's no time limit. So let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about everything's done. The funeral's over. What is life like now? Like Life is still a nightmare. Because now I'm fighting to get my kids out the system. Right. I'm pregnant. Right. Like, I thought I damaged my baby by my drinking. So you were pregnant at this time? Mm Mm-hmm. That your child was taken from you? Mm Mm-hmm. And you had a child, Mm -hmm. a life inside you? Wow. What was that like? Like, are you happy because you're pregnant? Or are you... No. I was so emotionally detached and emotionally gone. From that pregnancy, yeah. From every from life, yeah. Like I wanted to end my life. Right. I didn't want to be here anymore. Right. So, with being pregnant with my youngest baby, my light, as I like to call her, my love bug. Like I was bleeding, but I was like, okay, maybe it's just because of the stress. I get my period again. Right. It was like, no, you're definitely pregnant. I was like, oh. But it still didn't dawn on me. I still was drinking heavy. Yeah. You don't feel anything. I didn't feel nothing. I was yeah. trying to numb yeah. the numbness still. Right. So, okay. But when she came into this world, it was like, I, I definitely needed you. Mm. She definitely gave me that extra push and drive. Because and, mm. right after I had, I was released from the hospital. I'm in court the next day. Wow. Stitches and all. Staple stitches. Jacked up. Mm-hmm. So what is that like grieving? But because I hadn't had the chance to grieve because everything was happening so quickly, I go from losing my child, burying him, to now fighting ACS and right. still worrying about what the police case is gonna come out to be or what they're gonna feel like they need to do. Grieving for me was the last thing on my mind. Right. It was more so. You gotta do what you gotta do for yours. Because this jackass ain't gonna do it. Mm-hmm. You'll watch me suffer and hurt and can't do nothing. But that's when you got your satisfaction. Okay, so let's talk about that <clears throat> a little bit. Without saying any names. Mm-hmm. This is... These are your ex-husband's pets or he's training? His pets. Okay, these are his pets. Mm-hmm. What is that like is there some is there some 
resentment. It's Absolutely. Okay. What is that like? Does it change the dynamic of you and his relationship? It has tremendously, and it's going to forever change it because I have two other children with him. Okay. Who you don't parent, you're not around because I'm the person you vowed to love forever. I'm the person you gave your last name to. You asked me to marry you. I gave you life. You took life from me. That's how I feel. And At what point did you start feeling like that? Like in the beginning? In that moment. You in that moment everything towards me for him changed. Okay. But at some point he was still trying to support you or still trying to be there. Trying to be with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the resentment was already there. It was already there because you're not trying to help me navigate what I'm feeling or what I'm going through. And I think it was more so because he wasn't his. Okay. So I feel like I'm all alone in this by myself. So you had two other children with him, but your child... I had two children before him. Before him. But Mm -hmm. your child that was deceased was not his child. Okay. Okay. So you don't feel like he was as supportive as he should have been? No. Especially not as a parent. Because whether he was yours or not, you were staying in the household with him. He was was a part of his life. You should have... Yeah, viewed him and felt him as though that he was yours. Absolutely, especially when other children are involved that are yours. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, when does if does life get normal again? Like when 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 does when do things start to get a little more calm? Like when 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 does life go back to normal after such a loss? Is there a time period? Does it? Is no. everything different? Everything's different. My life forever is going to be different. I'm not the same person I was 11 years ago. I believe that. At all. I believe that. I'm going to always feel and notice that loss because there are other siblings. Absolutely. So right now you should be 15 years old. So you're always going into high school. I'm thinking about everything. Absolutely. All so time. it's never... How do you keep his name alive in the house? Well, we celebrate his birthday. My mother has this drink called the Lumpy Turtle. She brings out to every function. (laughs) Humanly possible. Yeah. He lets his presence be known. Okay. You're not going to not feel like he's not with you. Yeah. So, if I'm feeling sad, I promise Alicia Keys come on the radio. You like Alicia Keys? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or a Michael Jackson song when I'm like, all right, Jalen. Okay. Or if so I'm you feeling down you. about something, it's like, okay, Jalen, I got it. Yeah. So it's not like, I know he's here. Okay. You feel him. I feel him. It's your baby. You feel him. What about the siblings that never got the opportunity to meet him? Oh, they know about him. They know about him. Yeah. They, they have pictures. They ask questions. We go to his grave, celebrate his birthday. We celebrate his anniversary. We, we celebrate everything. Okay. If I'm doing something pertaining to a milestone, oh, he's definitely going to be celebrated in that aspect. Yeah. Because I don't want them to feel, especially the two that know him. Yeah. That knew him. Right. Savannah's only six months old. Right. So, I don't want them to ever feel like his memory's not going to be remembered or he's going to be forgotten. Right. Even more so for myself. Because I feel like I'll be doing him an injustice. Okay. I can't ever forget him. Carried that boy in my body for nine months. Absolutely. I laid on the table risking my life for him. Absolutely. Never gonna forget him. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. ever. Okay. This is deep. 
Keeping it together though, right? <laughs> I told you, I'm open. I love it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And I feel like so many people um, are going to appreciate the story. And, you know, before we started, I asked you, are you interested in starting a support group? Because I feel like your story is so impactful. And there's so many women, we read the news every day, that are going through so many similar situations. And they may feel like they don't have anyone. Mm-hmm. who's going through a similar situation so i'm definitely gonna put your at in my story again and i definitely want y'all to share this with anyone who you may feel like this story you know could impact because i can't even begin to imagine you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i'm a mother i your strength your strength and and i'm putting this on the record your strength i i've been amazed all these years because i don't know if i could ever be this strong as you have been you are strong and you you've delivered strength and you've delivered just this this grace since this has happened a grace the way you carry yourself the way you speak um how many lives you have affected since this situation. So I want you to talk about your support. When this happened, were there any support groups? Did you get? Hell to the no. <laughs> no, no what no. you mean? So how did you, how did no. you? Everything I knew I needed or I felt I needed to help me get to a functioning place, yeah. I had to find for myself. Okay. What kind of so, things did you look into? Therapy. Absolutely. Their best diagnosis is oh this is ptsd this is anxiety this is depression we're gonna get prescribed you this pill well bitch i know what this is but i don't need no damn pills for you to help me i need to be able to let this out yeah i went to support group and i walked in and i walked right out this is not my cup of tea this is not for me we are not on the same page Mm. because automatically as a woman of color you're looked at as and for me because it was such so much publicity around Jalen's yeah, passing. Yeah, a lot of publicity. It don't matter where I, it didn't matter where I went. What I did, my kids going to school, family members going to school. You would know the fingers. Right. It's it's talk. Yeah. So it's automatic assumption. So okay, I'm not I can't do this here. Right. So as we was discussing earlier, yes, I'm going to start a support group for mothers. Yes. I'm going to also have a venture out to help siblings. I love that. Talk about that a little bit. What do you, what kind of, um, what kind of help or support do you feel like the siblings need? They need therapy. Absolutely. They need an outlet. They need someone other than the parent who is also feeling that loss. Right. But mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. so more than they are, mm-hmm. because the parents need. We need our own outlets too. Absolutely. We have to be able to help ourselves, especially as the mothers. We gotta help yourself. We have to so be able to help ourselves so we can help our babies. Absolutely. So I didn't have no nowhere outside of family to turn to in order for me to be to help my babies. Mm. So it's like I don't want to put all of this on everybody else who's also going through it. Right. So let me just internalize it and just deal with it by myself. But that's not healthy. No, it wasn't healthy. Right. But it helped me in that moment. Okay. It helped, but didn't help. Okay. So at this point in my life, I'm getting a, I'm able to now cry as much as I want to cry. Yeah. I recently went to a record room and I promise you I fucked that whole room up. Worse than what it looked like. I love that. Because I have to find different ways of still. releasing. And this is 11, what years, I, 11 years later. Still. It never goes away. No. Ever. Mm-mm. And it was more so for me. And like I said, like we said, 
that animosity I have towards that other person. Right. I gave that person so much energy that it was becoming draining to myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I had to, being a spiritual person, growing up in a spiritual family, I started questioning my own faith. Okay. What does that feel like, questioning your faith? Because I, I, I believe that is, and I'm, I'm a woman of faith. Don't <laughs> get it fucked up. I'm a woman of faith. I, I walk with God. But I, I think in that instance, I would begin to question God. If he took my baby from me, because that's what I live for, yep. you know what I mean. As a parent, our job is to protect and provide. That is our job, and and I don't care what situation, you know, it could be, like this is a situation with that's totally out of your hand. Your child could get killed in school. Mm-hmm. You still, it's still gonna be the what ifs. There's still gonna be the I shoulda, coulda, woulda. There's still gonna be the I shoulda kept them home today. It's still going to be the, why didn't I do something? Mm -hmm. No matter what situation. You know what I mean? So I would always question myself and question my faith. But how do you you restore your faith? How do you get over that questioning? Truth be told, now is a brag on this woman too much. Because you know she's on my nerves still. (laughs) My mother said to me, don't allow Jalen's passing to be in vain. Mm. It's okay. And she still says that to me to this day. Mm. I, I was that. like, okay. I love that. And then she's like, we are all perfectly imperfect and perfectly flawed. Hello. Hello. Like, okay. When she was saying that to me before, I was listening to that right. shit. It was it like, all right, whatever. You just talking to me. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but now it's more so... I get it. Hell yeah. I'm appreciative for it. It's like, okay. And it's the affirmations of you're so much better than you have so much you can give someone else. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Stand on it. Hell yeah. Even before coming here, I'm like, Monty, you should pray for me. She was like, you know, you know, prayer, you got this. Mm -hmm. You got all the tools you need right now. Hello. You definitely do. And then, every, I don't know, I've been recently working on my own spiritual work. Okay. I met this amazing woman at your mother's pop-up shop a okay. few months back. Okay. And ever since working with her, when I tell you, I feel such a calming has come over me. Okay. I notice my walk is different. My talk is different. Okay. The way I'm navigating through things now is different. I'm not just coming at things on 1,000. I'm actually taking my time and thinking about it beforehand. Because okay, no. before, I didn't care about nothing. I wasn't sure. thinking about no Let's talk about that for a second. No, nothing. Because I feel like your emotions, when you were going through this throughout the years, your emotions were going on down. I saw a period when you were just very angry. Very angry. Mm-hmm. And you reacted quick. Um... You were at a point where if someone said the wrong thing, I felt bad for them <laughs> because you just you were angry, mm-hmm. and and I understood it. You were angry, and um, you've grown so much. I want you to know that you've grown so much from that angry, dark place to turning this into such a a light and 
positive and in a, a situation where you can impact so many people because I truly believe that mm-hmm. I truly believe you have a gift and and it's a tragedy and trust me I I, I, I can't imagine and I've never since this, since the day this happened I've never came to you and told you I know what you're going through no. because I don't I don't all I can tell you is that I love you and I'm here for you and I pray for you continuously continuously um and you've been such a great mom to the kids since this situation you you know your kids adore you and they love you so much i look at it as an outsider they love you so much and you do you work so hard for your children so i want you to know you are there's no such thing as a perfect mother. Absolutely. Hello. Let's put Absolutely. that on the motherfucking record. <laughs> Absolutely. There's no such thing as a perfect mother. I'm a mother. I am not a perfect mother. I I make mistakes all the time. If you're perfect, are you even a fucking mother? Nope. Hello. You're not even a human. Hello. There's no such thing as a perfect mother. But a trying mother is everything. And what I've learned from being a mother is how important support is support when things are good and support when shit is bad when shit is bad when when you're at your lowest Mm -hmm. um you even just seeing you how you've impacted other people since the situation you told me women have reached out to you who have lost their children like the first call the first how does that make you feel It's kind of like mixed emotions. Okay. On the other hand, I'm like, okay, I'm glad that I'm the first person you thought of because I'm there. Like, I'm in that same spot with you. I'm walking your shoes with you. Hello. Like, you're not by yourself, sis. Yeah. Yeah. And don't allow, in my exact words, to a few females that I'm close with that that are in my shoes now. Right. Right. Don't allow anyone to force your grieving time. Don't allow anyone to tell you how to grieve. Yes. You're going to get into that dark, angry place. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely so. You're going to get into that place of questioning yourself and doubt. You're going to come into that place of becoming a helicopter mom. Hell yeah. If you like, have other children. children. Hell it's, yeah. It's going, you're going to go through all these phases. Right. And then you're going to go through that phase of finding yourself, but pulling back from it. Mm. Because I was doing the same thing. I felt a little bit of happiness. I pulled away from it. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to open up the phone right now. If y'all have any questions, comments, words of support, encouragement for this strong-ass mother, I want y'all to call the fuck in. Um, she is here. She is light. She is amazing. And, and I really feel like this interview is going to impact someone if they're not watching tonight i'm gonna make sure this shit gets on spotify i'm gonna make sure this gets on apple podcast i'm gonna make sure this touches someone um especially because you said you are you are i am not thinking i'm not thinking you are starting a support support group for mothers mothers who are dealing with dissimilar um circumstances a self-help journal and you are doing a self-help journal talk about that a little bit i'm gonna so, I am going Wait, to... Wait, give me one second. Mm-hmm. I'm plugging the phone in. I remember my phone number today. <laughs> <laughs> the number is 
516-600-9351. If you want to call in with any love, light, prayers, words of encouragement for this mom, you could do it anonymously. You could say your name, call in. We always want to hear from y'all up here. Make sure y'all call in. I'm going to say the number again, 516-600-9351. Call in. We're right here. She's open. She's here. She's super, super, super supportive. Let's do it. I wanted to touch on something you just said. Mm -hmm. You said any time you saw yourself smiling, mm -hmm. you stopped. Mm -hmm. That that brought me in. You're just taking the questions right from me. Like, it's just my interview <laughs> or yours. <laughs> do you, when, when, when you deal with a loss that big, do you feel guilty for smiling again? Yeah. Do you feel guilty for ever being happy again? Do you... I felt guilty for having another child. Two children after him. I felt guilty for... Alive. The thought of being happy. Because he's not here. Absolutely. But I was definitely doing him injustice. What do you mean by that? Even though he's not physically here, I'm a spirit still at home. I know he's up there. So the thoughts of me wanting to end things or whatever they were Absolutely. at that point in time. I wouldn't have got where he is. Right. I'm not going to get where he is. Right. I know that my child wants me to be happy. I know my children want me to, to be, be happy. happy. Absolutely. So, why continuously rob myself of happiness? Well said. Well said. Okay. Um, this was a deep interview. <laughs> it was. And I'm yeah. glad that I actually shared it with you first. I'm happy that you did that. I'm, uh, I'm honored. I'm blessed. I'm, I'm taken aback because I, I can't imagine, like, even when you were getting emotional, I'm sure anytime you talk about this, it's the same emotion. And it, it, I'm sure it never gets easier. It you know, it becomes more bearable, maybe, mm -hmm. but I don't think it gets easier or the pain goes away. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. And, and like I told you, I pray for you and I'm here. And, you know, as a mother, I feel like people look to you for a reason. If I was going through something similar, I don't want to talk to no one that didn't go through what I went through. Mm -hmm. I tell people that all the time. If you cannot relate to me, I, I mean, condolences, if it's good. Your prayers, your support, it feels good. But if you cannot tell me you've been through the same thing, you have no clue what I'm feeling. That's what I'm saying. When my friends, I have friends who have lost parents, all I can do is offer my prayers. But... I can't imagine what you're going through because I'm still blessed with both of my parents and I don't know what I would do if I didn't have them. You know, I mean, I feel like death is inevitable. We're all gonna meet that one day. You know what I mean? I just, you know, the, the natural occurrence is that we bury our parents, not that we bury our children. Yeah. So I can't, I can't imagine. What is what is relationships like 
after what like what what kind of support what is dating like because i mean you're not so you're not with your ex-husband obviously Hell to the- <laughs> <laughs> we gonna put that on the motherfucking racket okay well, do it. hello no, no, no god no. is good all, all the time, time. All the time, God Hello, is good. No, 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 no. You're not with your ex-husband. Ooh, no, baby, Jesus, no. <laughs> no. No. Okay. And it took me a while to get that man out of my system. I was with that man for 14 and a half years. It, it takes time. I loved him. I wholeheartedly loved him. Right. Everything about him was so stinking ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, right. But, mm-mm. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. So what is dating like after losing a child? What you, when you meet someone and you're dating and you tell your new partner, I'm a mother, I have this amount of children. I lost a child. What? What is that like? What support are you looking for from your partner? I don't want any support from you. Why? No, honestly, because you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what that pain is. So you have a guard up automatically. Because of course I have all my kids' names tattooed on me. So the first thing is, well, who's that? That's my son. He's no longer here. I'm giving you fair warning now. I'm a bitch. I'm a whole bitch, excuse my language, but it's the truth. I'm right. a whole bitch, his birthday, I'm a whole bitch, his anniversary, I'm a whole bitch, the day, two days after my birthday. I buried my baby two days after my birthday, I'm a whole bitch. Okay. I really don't want to be bothered. I will deal with those I want to deal with. Other than that, just please leave me be. Okay. And if you don't understand that, you ain't it. But dating as a parent and dating as someone who's lost kids, you always have to get my kids approval first. Hell yeah. You're never going to be around them. You're never going to meet them. You're never going to see them. You will know I have them. That's it. That's all. Sorry, now, sucker. <laughs> my kids like, nah, that ain't nothing. Deuces. Mm-hmm. If my spirit say, no, that ain't it, deuces. But fortunately for me, I've. I've had that person. Oh, you had a boo. You can't tell your cousin this. <laughs> Talk to me, cousin. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You found that person. And that person's you... been there all the while. The person was just probably a tad bit immature. Okay. But you still, they're still growing and finding themselves. And so was I. Okay. And this is the person I've had history with. A person I've gone through some ish with that makes you put your fist to his face at times. Okay. But, and he was also the father of my child. So you have a child with this person? Children with this person. Oh, you have children with this person mm-hmm. that you found? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. And do you feel like this person is good support to your emotions and what you're dealing with? Absolutely. Okay. Because you give me that space to do whatever I might need to do in that moment, whether it be go sit at the cemetery from the time it opens and the time it closes. You allow me to do that. May it be going in the bathroom, shutting the door, crying with the water running, drinking a bottle of Hennessy or Douce, then you will allow me to do that. Okay. You respect it and you are, you give me that space I need. Okay. And then if you're, I need you, you're there. So, yes. Okay. So, let's conclude this. Because y'all ain't fucking calling. Cool I'm sick of, listen, I'm sick of <laughs> They don't know I'm really like this in real life. They're forever around. Y'all gotta stop calling. I'm gonna fucking take the phone off the line in a second because I'm just paying this fucking phone bill and they call it when they want to. Like, hello. I'm paying the whole motherfucking phone bill. Y'all gotta stop calling me. I wanna talk. Y'all know I love to talk. Um, But let's give me some more wine. I don't know. Let's, let's pour another glass of wine. I'm always down for some wine. 
But um, in conclusion, mm-hmm. I just want to say that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just want to say that. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Eleven years later. Eleven years later. How we, how we keeping? Do you feel like it's a story that you want to keep alive? Do you want? to bring more light to do you feel like you just want to focus on the support groups or would you like to start an organization like in his name i'm gonna start one jaylen's house jaylen's house Mm -hmm. okay i love it um it won't just be a support group for the parents like i said it will be for siblings as well grandparents aunts uncles because my entire family suffered with me they still grieve to this day. Absolutely. I'm not taking nothing from nobody. Absolutely. Their grief is going to be always be different than mine. I can't. Yeah. I don't know how they feel. Right. They don't know how I feel. Absolutely. We can talk about it. And Absolutely. Go from there. There will be a self-help journal to help you spiritually get yourself back into where you feel you need to be. And then some tips and guides that I use for myself to get to a place where I can actually say I'm okay now. Okay. Where I just got to this space. If you would ask me two months ago, you okay? I would have told you no. But I would have told you here. Mm-hmm. And suffering in silence, like I've been doing for 11 years. Right. Except for those who are actually around me. So, like, bitch, you know you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> like, we know you're not okay. So, exactly. Right. Um, as far as keeping the story, unfortunately for me, I didn't have, as you know, the opportunity to grieve in, lo- in peace or to deal with this on yeah. my own. Yeah. I dealt with it in the public. Absolutely. Unfortunately yeah. for me, no matter what I do, where I go, even jobs. Google, the internet is your worst nightmare. Wow. Mike. Wow. I had my employer be like, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. Whatever. Are you going to tell me that because of what you're reading is what you're going to go based off of? Because you're an asshole. Yeah. But, Let me tell you something. I've been at work and heard people talking about this story. And I'm sitting right there. And they don't know. This is my baby cousin I was there I witnessed this I saw this I experienced this Mm -hmm. and I've heard people talk so this was huge media and I can't imagine dealing with grief and then dealing with the fucking media that has to be Mm -hmm. you know very hard very very hard and I allow people to formulate their own opinions because everybody has an asshole everybody has a mouth what you eat don't make me shit. What Hello. you say is not going to dignify me. It's not going to take anything from me. It's not going to put anything to me. Hello. You don't know me. Hello. At all. Hello. So you, whatever you feel you need to great grasp from what the media had to say or what some crackhead was paid to say. <laughs> some crackhead. Right it's the crackhead for me. And I just right want to say on the record, I, I, I love how much you and your mom's relationship has grown. I really do. A lot I, of trial and error, a lot yeah. of fights, a lot of tears, a it, lot of everything. But that woman is strong too. Yeah. And she has her own story. Yeah. That's that's a strong ass bet. Uh-huh. You feel me? Like yeah. We all got a story. Yeah. yeah. We all got a bucket. And in that time she she, she was no matter she was what there. we wasn't even speaking, truth be told, at that time. Wow. So where the hell her high yellow tail came from, I promise you, I don't know, but I don't regret it. But she was there. She was there. As a mother should. We always gonna show up our kids, no matter how old they are. Oh, no matter. Listen. I hear old. Listen. <laughs> I'm like, early, I call her and she's like, what do you want, child? Like, really? That's so rude of you. Like, I could be hurt somewhere. That's what, what are you? Well, 
technically no <laughs> <I'm sorry>. right <laughs> uh, but it's just been a growing it's been growing pains right even as an adult sometimes it's like mom you do know i'm, I'm grown right i feel the same way i'm grown as hell with kids bro way. like but your babies never stop being your baby. exactly if god blesses me i'm gonna wake up tomorrow and my daughter's gonna be 13 years old Damn so right. uh like your babies never stop being your babies uh-uh. like let me tell you something I don't care how old I'm 34 and my mother still treat me like a kid. And I'd be looking at her like, sis, I'm reckless out here. That's right. I'm reckless in real life. Like, for my birthday, I saw my mother look completely different. Like, I'm like, she really out here trying to hang with her? Oh, shit, sis. Okay. I see you. I love that. It's it's been so good. Listen, I am so looking forward to this self help book. I'm so looking forward to this support group. I'm so looking forward to this organization. Um, if there's anything I could do to to offer support, you know I'm all in. Mm -hmm. Um, I cannot wait for this interview to hit different platforms and if someone has um a similar experience or a similar story or they just need some support i'm definitely gonna put your information on my story y'all could definitely reach out to her she's super 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 supportive she's very you know caring she's super nice she's not gonna bite your head off i always have a serious look on my face yes very serious but don't look looks are very deceiving very Very serious but this was a great interview like i said um i definitely kept it together because you definitely had me emotional but i live for stuff like this because i feel like people this is real life people are dealing with this every single day so i'm just honored that you shared your story on my platform um first and don't like like your like you said your mom said don't let this be in vain ever ever because you are a light to so many people you really are. So you need mm-hmm. to know that. And you're one of my favorite fucking cousins. Absolutely. Hello. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you something. Let's take it back to the blog. Oh, God. Me, <laughs> this one right so here. <laughs> me and my cousin. Mm-hmm. Woo. Uh, uh, uh. They, 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 we had to block my lock. Did we? Did we? Good times. It was you taking everybody's head off. <laughs> <laughs> I love y'all so much. Thank you for watching. I hope y'all enjoyed this interview. I really did. This is to lose a child. This interview is in memory of. I'm going to let you say his whole entire name so I don't kill it. Go ahead. (laughs) Jalen Johnny Otsley Graham. Hello. In memory of my baby cousin Jalen. May his memory forever live on. You are such a strong woman, such a phenomenal mother. Thank you so much for sharing this story. I hope y'all fucking enjoyed it. This is Reckless Talk with Wreck-It Rail. We the fuck out of here. Hello.